Welcome back to another episode of The Gift of the Gap, episode 57. I'm Ben. And, well, you've just got me today, again, doing the podcast on my own today. So hopefully I hold it down. First thing on the agenda, Freedom Day is tomorrow, 19th July. Monday, the 19th of July, 2021. So-called Freedom Day um, is tomorrow. Coronavirus will cease to exist, I hear. Um, no. But seriously, I think that's the day where England, only England out of the UK, is lifting the majority of COVID restrictions. However, there are still going to be some, there is still guidance in place to say social distance and wear your masks. But it's no longer the law from my understanding of tomorrow, which is kind of, I guess, shows the communication about tomorrow because I'm not 100% sure what is for definite. And what is, I just know that they've just been dubbing it Freedom Day, essentially, and that the majority of COVID restrictions will be lifted in England, but not in Scotland, Wales or Northern Ireland, if I am correct. Don't take your news from me. Search it up because I might be as clueless as you. As for me, well, I don't think I'll be really affected by tomorrow, although I do have some lovely time off work, but... I don't think I'll I'll be affected by tomorrow. It should be warm, the weather is saying, but I will still be using my mask, I think, in indoor spaces and just basically just being careful and being mindful of others. And I'll continue to use my hand sanitizer as I was before the pandemic and, you know, just get on with life. And, um, yeah, and then that will be it. But for some people, I know it's going to be... Uh, a big day they think it's um the day of freedom i don't really know why it's a dub freedom day because i've seen a lot of people the people who uh, have the biggest plans uh, haven't been really following the rules anyway so is it really freedom day for you or are you just happy that now you don't have to worry about getting caught but <laughs> let us let us know your thoughts on freedom day whether you are partaking in any special festivities tomorrow to to mark Freedom Day or the 19th of July, uh, or whether you think it's a responsible idea for the government now that um, cases seem to be rising. I hear we're up to 50,000 a day in new um, cases, but a lot also the vaccination rate in this country is fairly high, although I think it's been um, the rate at which people are getting vaccinated has been leveling off or slowing down, which is to be expected as if you look at the amount of people vaccinated, eventually you hit a critical mass of um, people willing to come forward. Uh, however, we, we, we're double jabbed up. They're looking into booster jabs for the winter. And essentially they're saying, Boris is saying, we let people free now so they can, you know, enjoy. And then he's saying there will be more cases and there will be more deaths. However, um, you can't keep people inside for forever i don't think we've been kept inside for forever but in terms of the other restrictions you can't you can't hold them on for a forever and then if we have this big peak in the summer then hopefully come winter there won't be as many cases and there won't be as much pressure on the nhs is what i'm hearing however what do i know i'm just the guy behind a microphone and sajid javid the new health secretary tested positive for covid he he, he was double jabbed up uh, as well um but he tested positive i'm double jabbed up now but that's neither here nor there um he he was double jabbed up tested positive and essentially 
Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, and Rishi Sunak, he's the Chancellor of the Exchequer. They were contacted by NHS Test and Trace to say, yo, your body is tested positive. You were in contact with them. Self-isolate. And they just so happened to announce me and Boris, Boris and I, are part of the new pilot program. Um, where we don't actually have to self-isolate. So we can continue living our lives as long as we take daily tests. And, of course, there was backlash because it was like you're giving one rule to yourself and another rule to different people. However, that rule applied to, I think, some other areas like maybe TFL and and Ministry of Defence. Don't quote me on that. But it applied to more than them, but it was just... It looked very convenient that when they when their body tested positive and they were told to self-isolate that suddenly they didn't they they were part of this pilot program and didn't have to self-isolate so in true in true government uk government form they've done a u-turn as with many things during this pandemic and said actually we are self-isolating well i've seen from rishi that he's saying he's self-isolating pending on boris but i'm guessing he'll follow suit because they tend to follow their buddies in that party so they're going to self-isolate now after receiving the backlash because it would have been kind of silly to tell people go out tomorrow and, you know, coronavirus restrictions are lifted. However, still listen to us on these important things when it doesn't seem like you're making the rules as you go along to benefit you. So that's what's been happening on the news in actual regards to coronavirus. Let us know if you will be going outside and if you've enjoyed any festivities. I actually went outside. I went to, to Leicester Square yesterday. It was a bit busier than anticipated, but I was celebrating someone's birthday. I was masked up and I was following all the rules, you know. I was social distancing where I could, but it was very busy. I guess in central London, COVID doesn't exist. But I was just trying to be as careful as I could and, you know, just not make anyone else sick. Although I think I'd be fine. You just never know. So... You just try your best to do your best. I've got feedback from the last episode about our little stories and you seem to enjoy them. So this is going to be a shorter episode because it's just me and I don't know how long you want to hear it. Listen to my own voice, my own voice, my own voice. So I'm going to give you one story from actually this year. And this is not a uni related story, but hopefully you can learn from it. It's an interview story and it's possibly my worst interview ever. So during the pandemic, I was looking for a new job. I've been having to work from home um, due to the pandemic, obviously, because my job allows me to be able to work from home. And there was uncertainty about returning to the office. And due to a variety of factors, and also I do like the social aspect of work, and I um, really miss that. Um, But due to a variety of factors, I decided that working from home would probably be the best case scenario for me for this time anyway for the foreseeable future for now and I was like all right I'm gonna my current workplace is being a bit iffy about it and they aren't giving real direct rules and they're kind of lagging behind whereas other companies have been more definitive either you're going in or you're not going in or you've got a flexible hybrid model so I was like you know what I need to find a new job and also there were other things that at the work that I was just like you know what it's time to find a new role so I began the search, which is much easier to do interviews remotely because you can do them during your lunchtime, you can do them um, after work, you can do them before work. So you don't have to book time off work to go to interviews, which is perfect. So I did a bunch of interviews, got a bunch of interview practice, applied to a bunch of jobs that I didn't even want, just so I could get some, some practice and maybe even 
big up my own head. Who knows? So I did a bunch of those and I got offered a role and I was really excited about it. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to start. It's a different thing. And, and then I got offered another one and I was like, oh, this is even better. And I had an interview scheduled for another role, which I had totally forgot about. I'll just call this role C. So, or company C. My interview scheduled for 5.30 whilst I'm still working. I have totally forgot about it because I've been offered two other roles and I'm not really thinking about the future employments. I thought I had no more interviews to go and I was like, perfect. Company C calls me and they're essentially like, oh, where are you? And this is the talent acquisition manager or the HR person calling me. And then I'm just like, um, I'm like, I'm here. And then it immediately clicks in my head that I had a interview for 10 minutes ago, starting at 5.30, it's now 5.40. And instead of telling the truth and being like, oh, totally slipped my mind, I decided to be like, I tried to call, but it wasn't going through. I was in the waiting room for Teams. If you're on Teams, you know about the waiting room. Sometimes it won't admit you until the person clicks accept. So I was just, I just, out of sheer panic, made up a fib. Don't know why I did it. <laughs> Not a liar, <laughs> but it's what I did. And then I was like, oh crap, I'm not even in appropriate clothing. So like most of us do working from home, I went into my cupboard and I put on a sensible top and remained in (laughs) unsensible bottoms and essentially sat in front of the computer, set myself up, put my iPad there and, and then I called in for the interview. I call in for the interview and the interviewer is like, oh yeah, I just spoke to the HR or talent acquisition person and they said, oh, you were stuck in a waiting room. And then I was like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, I was just trying to, I was just trying to dial in. It just wasn't working. And she's like, oh, that's funny. I didn't really set a waiting room. And she said it in a way where she knew like I was, I was fibbing. I was telling her, telling her porky. And I was just like, ah, you know, well, I was just trying to call. I don't know what to tell you, essentially. And I'm already thrown off from the get-go because I'm late, I'm unprepared, barely even know what company I'm interviewing for. And essentially, I'm like, all right, let me try and focus, get back in the game. Let me see what this job is saying. So she's going ahead, talking about the job, telling me about the role and things like that. And then she asks if I've got any questions. I ask a question and basically my question was something she had just said like five seconds ago and I hadn't realized because I wasn't really paying attention because I was throwing off my game and uh, (laughs) she was like oh like she thought I wasn't listening she gave the off the impression that she thought I wasn't listening she wasn't a very good interviewer if I'm being honest I wasn't a very good interviewee but she didn't have a good poker face at least let me know don't let me know that I don't have the job yet (laughs) but she was essentially like um I just said that and I was like the connection is bad. <laughs> and I literally paused like that before I said it. And then I was like, ah, <laughs> I was like, ah, um, this is going terribly. Now she thinks I'm not listening to her. Plus <laughs> I've been late and I haven't been truthful. And I was like, let's just see how, how terrible this interview can get. So I, I decided to stay in it. I was like, this is going to make a good story one day. <laughs> because I knew I wasn't getting the job. She knew I wasn't getting the job. We both knew. I don't know why we didn't skip the pleasantries and just click end call because that would have been easier on both of us and saved us both our time because neither of us were interested at that point. So I continued through, powered through, pretended my connection was bad. 
asked her to repeat a couple of things just so I could solidify that point and got to the end of the interview and she was like oh thank you um yeah you'll hear back from us this uh, this then if you're successful and in my head I was like yeah right I'll hear back from you never and that's what happened so usually the HR people will contact back and ask for feedback how the interview went nope didn't get a message back on LinkedIn didn't get no phone call no email and didn't get anything from her and I was like I know I might have messed up during that interview but common courtesy let me know again after the interview that I've messed up not during the interview by official expressions and <laughs> essentially I was like should I email these people back should I be that petty and be like it's been a month or so and you still haven't got back to me so I decided against that I was like you know what let me just stay off their radar just in case one day in the future I happen to to bump into them again or I happen to want something from them <laughs> so I tried to not dig myself a deeper hole and I in fact learned a lesson and a valuable experience is be prepared for your interviews write, write down what time it is and know what you're interviewing for my first ever job role I didn't know what I was interviewing for this is not this wasn't it but this was like when I was going to a company essentially selling windows I didn't know that I was interviewing for a company selling windows and I'd be doing the door-to-door -door salesman and I basically just turned up there I didn't know what company I was selling up there for but I ended up getting a free trial. That's neither here nor there. The main lesson from this was to always pay attention to what you've applied to and at least pretend to know about the company. You don't actually have to know. They just want you to show them that you're at least bothered to Google them. I don't see what the point of it because if it's a new role, there's thousands of companies in a sector. Let's, let's, not, let's skip the pleasantries. It's not like we're just applying to you we've just googled you but for some reason they want you to pretend that you know a lot about the company so just pretend that you know a lot about the company and make sure you have reminders on your phone and your calendar and then you'll be fine for interviews and also interview for jobs that you're not 100% sure you'll go for it's good experience and you might end up liking the job or you might end up going for it so that's my advice don't be like me luckily it worked out for me in the end because I got a new job and hopefully it'll work out for you too just pay attention and, and, and don't lie during your interviews. And that's been it. And that's been me, Benjamin, one half of the Gift of the Gap. You've been listening to us. You can find us everywhere on social media at Beauty Small Talk. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And whatever else Tia says, something, something, something. You'll see us next time. Ciao.